All right. Guys, I'm excited just uh, you know, to be with you today and all the wonderful things that are happening in our church. Um, you know, with our from our you know, and Josh said it a lot, but our our, our fireworks booth, you know, that's that's a, a fun way for us to connect with the community and also um, it's, a, it's a big fundraiser for us. And, you know, all the wonderful things. I'm so excited for the ladies to go on their retreat just to kind of get away. It was a tough year. Last year they didn't go. And, you know, fellas, we need to work out on our retreat. We'll see. We'll see what's up. I, I heard at least one. Woo! So, I, you know, that, that, that'll work. But God is good. Um, welcome to church. My name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic. We're so glad that you're with us. Um, today we actually continue on with our message series, The Midst. And at the same time, we're going to be closing it. But I hope you've enjoyed it so far. If you missed any of it, please check it out on our podcast or on YouTube. Um, get some of that in. Um, it's been such a blessing as we've been diving into this passage in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20 that really speaks so much here to us as we've been looking at it week after week. And so um, this is actually what it says. It says this. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. There am I among them. And we've been talking about this Greek word mesos that means in the middle. There I am in the middle of them. As we've come to understand this passage, what we've understood is what Jesus is saying, what his heart is. That when we gather in his name, everything and anything is possible. And at the same time, he has a heart to restore his people. Here we are. We all need Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to close out this series. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. God, one of the things that your word says is that when your word goes out, it does not return void. And I pray, God, that as your word goes out today, it would speak to hearts. It would strengthen us. It would encourage us. It would bless us. It would lead us and guide us. And at the same time, bring conviction and challenge. God, help us to step into the areas that you have for us. God, work in each and every one of us. God, you woke us up this morning, and here we are. Would our hearts be open? Would our minds be open? And would we be ready to receive from you? In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. amen. You know, I love celebrating miracles. I love celebrating what God does when he steps into the middle, when, he, when, when, when it seems bleak, when it seems hopeless, and then God shows up. When the situation is so tough, can be so overwhelming, and it just seems like it's impossible, and then God shows up. I love celebrating God. I love celebrating his hand, his provision. I love gathering with the people of God and saying, God did it. And if he did it, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Keep your hope and your trust in God. It is so good. It is so wonderful when we see God's hand, when we see his provision. But our need in the world is so big. Why does it seem, why does it seem like everywhere in our world there's something broken? Something that's not going right? Why does it seem like there's evil or drama or, or division or hate? We turn on the TV and there it is, right? We, we scroll social media and, and there it is. Somebody is against somebody about something. We read a newspaper, newspaper article and there it is. It's, it's everywhere around us. And one of the things that the Bible is clear is that it is the result of sin. Here's the truth. We all have choices. Humanity has choices and there are consequences to our choices and i often wonder i often wonder what the role of the church should play 
What should be the role of the church? How should we respond to such things? What steps should we take? And as we've been talking about the midst, I wonder what Jesus would say to us today about all the hurt, about all the broken, about everything going on. I wonder what Jesus would say as he would speak to us about everything going on. In fact, what is the Holy Spirit saying to us today? You see, our, our vision and our mission, our, our vision and our mission is a big part of our name. You see, what mosaic means, and people often ask me, what does mosaic mean? It means broken pieces coming together to make something beautiful. See, there's no perfection around here. There's no perfection of anybody in here. But we understand our need for Jesus. Our need to have a Savior in our life. Our need that, listen, you can't just walk this life and w- w- without this. We need Jesus in our life. And when we come together, we become something beautiful. We become something uh, perfect in His image. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that said, Sundays at 11 o'clock is the most segregated hour of the week. You see, there was a whole lot going on with segregation, certainly at the time when he said that. But beyond that, but beyond that, he says something. I'm sorry, this is like really bothering me in my ear here. If we could fix that, that would be, that'd be great. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. He says, Sundays at 11 a.m. is the most segregated hour of the week. And, it was, and certainly all of segregation was going on at that time. Certainly all these things are happening. But specifically, he was talking to the church. He was talking to, to, to us. That at this one particular hour, every week, we are more divided than we are united. During that time, there was this principle, this, this way of growing a church. It was called the homogenous unit principle. And it said the fastest way to grow a church is to put every people of the same ethnic group together and your church will grow. But what we discovered is that's not biblical. Those aren't God's plans. And so I wonder what the church of heaven would look like. And can we look like that now? You see, the book of Revelation gives us this picture of the gathering in heaven. And it says this in Revelation chapter 7 and verses 9 through 10. After I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, just the way that they did with Jesus' triumphal entry. This is this, and they were shouting with a great roar, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. You see, the Apostle John, as he's writing this from the island of Patmos, most of the disciples and the apostles, they've been murdered at this time. Some of them have been beheaded. Some of them have been crucified. Some of them upside down. But John's punishment isn't death, but it is uh, to be left on this island to live out the rest of his days. And as he's on this island, God gives him this revelation of things to come. And what it'll be like. And he gives him this picture of the gathering in heaven. 
What did it look like for everyone who's made this decision for Jesus and, and, and how beautiful it is? And it, and it says this, I saw this vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. Here they are, people of every nation and, and language, all worshiping God, every nation and people and language. You see, I dream of mosaic in this way especially when I see the hurt in the world. What would Jesus say if he was in our midst? What would Jesus say to us about the way that we've gone about our, our lives? You see, the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 2, verse 9. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. You know, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, or I go to church. Yeah, but you hate that brother. You hate that person. You hate those people. And see, it, it, it doesn't work that way. I'll say it again. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. This is what the word of God is teaching us this morning. I want you to get this. That, that, that it doesn't work that way. See, our call is clear, and it begins with loving each other, even amongst our differences. You know, we don't do politics in our church. Not at all. We don't do politics. That, that won't be brought up here. We don't, we don't talk about that. But politics is the world system of dealing with things, and God can absolutely be there and jump in there and, and work in those areas, and God uses that. But for us, we're the church. The church isn't the building. The church is the people. And how we are led is by the Holy Scriptures and by the Holy Spirit. And what the Scriptures and the Holy Spirit teaches us is that we're called to be united. And today I want to introduce you to a, a few people from our church who come from different perspectives and from different backgrounds. And I want you to hear their hearts. And I want you to see... Their, their perspectives and what they have to share and, and, and the feelings that have come with that. You see, the world would want us to be divided, um, but we're called to worship in unity. And so can, can you help me welcome them? Uh, they're going to come. We're going to set up a few chairs here. So I've invited here a few of us to kind of talk a little bit here. To, uh, in hopes of building more harmony, in hopes of giving us a picture of the church of heaven, in hopes of um, strengthening who we are and our call to be united. And so I've asked them a few questions, and, uh, and so they've, they've went over these questions just a little bit. Um, but I'm going to give them a chance to share a little bit, and I want you to hear their hearts. And so it's just three questions that I'm going to ask them this morning. And um, would you, um, here we go, here's the first question. Number, number one, and any of you can answer first, what stereotypes do people assume about you? What stereotypes do people assume about you? Whoever would like to go. 
um, one of the stereotypes that uh, I've noticed people assume about me is um, because I'm Asian, I speak the language. Yeah. And another one is um, my age. So Michelle, wait, 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 but by that, your age, you mean people think? Um, people think that I, they, when they see me, I look younger than what I really am. Oh, okay. <coughs> absolutely, absolutely. And whoever would like to finish right now. Um, people think that I'm angry, loud black woman. Um, and for my family, my husband is very quiet and reserved in his demeanor, but he's super sweet, but um, he's black and he often, people clench their purse or lock their doors when he's coming around because they're scared of him or they think he's gonna do something wrong to them. And even my son, and he's 11, but people are intimidated by him and make assumptions about like, how he was raised, like they assume that I'm a baby's mama and my, my husband is a baby daddy and my son comes from a broken home, that's the assumption. But we're married and we've been together for 12 years and my, and my son is a part of that. Um, so, yeah. And your husband is, is really, you know, a more of a quiet, shy guy, and, but people could be, okay, absolutely. Uh, cultural speaking, um, you know, I'm a Caucasian woman, raised in a Caucasian home, and so, you know, you would think that I would, you know, just stereotypical, you know, uh, but we, 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 we had carne asada for birthday parties, we make Mexican rice, and so you would think that, you know, cultural speaking, food-wise, you know, and I answered that the first uh, um, service, but I got to thinking more, um, you know, I, my personality is just sometimes uh, people, when they first meet me, they can come across as like, she might be a little bossy or, you know, I think I might know it all. But actually, I just am passionate about what I do. And so sometimes, you, you know, unless you really get to know somebody, you, you, you know, you don't know why people, what they have been through. I also, you know, I've been through uh, some trauma, you know, in my life in the past four years. And so uh, there's a lot of things that we're going through in my personal life. And so it does come out in a different way. And so learning how to adapt to that, you know, and how people perceive me when they first get to know me. Thank you, Sina. Um, stereotypes that people have against me. Um, one I noticed was, you know, since I'm I look Mexican, I'm half Mexican, but I don't really speak Spanish fluently, only un poquito. And um, so that's one I get from my people. Um, a stereotype, maybe from older older people, they think I'm a mean person until they get to know me, and then they, they kind of let their guard down. But at first, they kind of like clutch their purse or, you know, give me a look until I smile and help them. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. The second question I'm going to ask you all is, um, how can we seek to understand each other, considering that, um, you know, we, we're different. We come from different backgrounds. And 
Um, it's not enough just to say, okay, well, they're them and they're us. Yeah, we, we go to church and we, we do that. But beyond that, how can we really seek to understand each other? And so whoever would like to go. Well, we can ask everyone all the questions we want. Um, and uh, we want to seek similarities between you and the other person. So find common ground, build up a conversation um, to get to know somebody. And not only that is to also be yourself, be who God made you to be and let people be comfortable with who you are so that they can open up and share things with you um, so that you can find that common ground. Um, I just think we're more the same than we are different. Moms, we all love our kids, no matter what ethnicity we are. We're very passionate about our children. Wives, we take care of our husbands, you know. Um, we all hurt and cry and laugh and bleed when we get cut. Um, we all get angry. We all have dreams and frustrations and struggles. Um, so I think just remembering that we are more the same than we are different. And I like what Michelle was saying because a lot of times we're not vulnerable with one another. We don't let our walls down to let people in. And um, we have to do that to really know each other because no one's going to tell you their secrets if you're not telling your secrets. And how are we going to share with one another? and bear each other's burdens like you've been talking about if we can't be honest and vulnerable with each other. So I think uh, you ladies really uh, brought it home with all that. Uh, I'm gonna just reiterate as well. Um, you know, um, just, you never know like what other people are going through. And so at the end of the day, um, just uh, being present, being there, letting people know that they're loved, and just, you know, reaching out to people. Um, right away, when, when God puts something, someone on your heart, there's a reason, you know, and just being available to them, and, you know, um, you know, that whatever you're going through right now, you know, you're, Satan is always going to tell you you're alone. That's not the case, you know, and so you're going through something, and God's going to turn it around and use it, and you can be a helpful to another person and you never know what you can do for another person with what you're going through right on um for me i need to work on patience and understanding and to not uh be so judgmental um so yeah just sharing testimonies with each other encouraging each other and um like they say get to know each other be diligent, be uh, empathetic, and, um, you know, right. just show the love of God and uh, yeah. show, spread love. You know, that's so important. And this is really a principle that, you know, my wife and I, we talk a lot with marriage couples is, you know, is, you know, when, when you're in that and you're in life and stuff's going on is it's looking for that opportunity to seek to understand why they are the way they are, or they're reacting the way they are, or they're making a decision the way they are. Would you seek to understand instead of just 
like, you know, maybe separating yourself or assuming or building up this idea. And so it's so important that we seek to understand each other. This is what God has created. And right, we, we love to celebrate what he has done. So this is big. So the last question that I want to ask you all is, is this, is what do you believe is God's desire with the diversity that he created? What do you believe is God's desire with the diversity he created? God's desire is for us to live in harmony and, and to love one another and to just uh, come together as one people, you know, one race and to glorify God and, and to leave all the, you know, prejudices and, and all that beside and um, just, to, just to love on one another, be there for one another. Yeah, that's good too. Um, so what bring, comes to my mind first is, um, you know, God is love, you know, and that's what, why he created us. You know, he loved us. He, uh, you know, we're beautiful, his beautiful creation. I really also think that, you know, God is, um, he's a teacher. And so by creating us all different, differently, um, you know, he knew like things that were going to happen, like with racism and just all these things that we're struggling with today. He knew, he knows the future. He knows everything that's going to happen. But I truly believe that, you know, he has a plan and he's going to work all these things that are happening in the world out for his good and his glory. And so just by uh, allowing us to, to, to remember we are different, but God created us differently, but we're also made in his image. So we can share that and bring those things together. And, um, you know, that you know, it's going to be beautiful in heaven because of, because of our differences, because of those, those things of which God had created. This was my favorite question, Pastor Jack, of the, all the questions, because I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, you know, if we believe the word of God in, in totality, we all came from one people. And uh, I have a little more melanin because my people needed some protection from the sun that was going to burn us. And you, and you may not have, your people might not have needed as much melanin as mine because maybe you were far away from the equator and didn't need that protection, right? And I thought, what a grand and unique design that he made us, that our bodies have the ability to create something new for our protection, for our survival. It's a shame that man has taken those different hues that are so beautiful and willed them for power and separation. Because I don't believe that was ever the Lord's intention, but we make choices, right? And people, this is an easy identify marker. I can sit next to Zena and they can go, oh, that's not her sister. Yes, she is too, my sister. Just because we're different shades, she's still my sister, right? So I always think how beautiful. I think he made us that way to say, look what I made. Look what I made. Look what it can do, you know? And I, I think that's the beauty of our diversity. We should celebrate that, but also know that we're family. No matter what our outsides look like, we're still family. So... And God made us different um, to also give us each and every one of us gifts so that we can come together and be one. 
united together to help one another, to learn from one another, and to share with one another. Absolutely. Yeah, that is, is, as you look out at creation, and, and, and maybe you're a person that likes to go and visit nature and see some of the different things, you see God's beauty in his hand in, in all the different parts of creation, and it's, it's all his. And we see the same thing when we look at humanity. You know, and you've all said it, but God created one human race. And there's, there may be different ethnic groups, but it's one race. And, and we understand that we're all made in his image together. And so can you give them a round of applause? Thank you so much. See, the diversity that God created is beautiful, not ugly. The diversity that God created should unite us, not divide us. It's to be celebrated, not hated. See, each and every one of us have been met with Jesus. And when, when you're met by Jesus, you're met with a love. It's a love we didn't deserve, but a love that's transformed us. A love that brings us to our knees. A, a love that causes us to, to surrender. A love that says, God, your way, you'll do, your way, God, your way. I'll give it up. I'll, I'll work on this. I'll do it, God, because, because you are good and faithful. Because you love me, God, even despite my shortcomings. We're so reminded that God's, God's arms are open wide. There's nobody here that you've done too much wrong that his arms are just shut. His God, God's looking at you like, get it together, and then I'll open up my arms. That's not him. No matter where you're at, what your background is, what you've been through, his arms are like this. He's like, just come, just come, just come, just come, just come, just come home, just come. He says, okay, listen, I give you my love. Here it is. And as you do that, as you're maturing in your faith, I want you to understand this one simple thing. I, I, I want you to learn to love others. And he gives us this greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God and then love others as yourself. Would you, would you simply do that? Would you do that? Love is such a big deal in our faith that the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. It says this, if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. I am nothing. Right? If, 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 I, if I think I, I'm, I'm walking with the Lord and I got these things, things right and all these things are happening and I'm trying to line it all up, but if I don't have love, then I am nothing. I am not good to anyone. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, and, I, and I've preached on this verse like three times this year. This is what God keeps saying. He keeps saying, he keeps saying, and I want you to get it. And it says this, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Would you bear one another's burdens? How is it, can it possibly be that we can see a brother or sister hurt, stuck, going through it, feeling overwhelmed, and just walk on by? I want you to see the word of God. I want you to hear the word of God. I want you to receive the word of God. It says, 
bear one another's burdens. Come alongside. My brother's going through it. My sister's facing it. She's dealing with it. She's, she's feeling this type of way because of others around her. You know, sometimes it's right there. God gives you a word to share with that person. Sometimes you just need to be there. You just need to stand there. Put your arm around. Just remind them that, that you're there and you're available. That we would come alongside each other. Bear our burdens. This is our call. See, the question is, what kind of church will we be? What kind of church will we be? See, God's He's given us mission. He's given us vision. This vision to be like a church, uh, like the church of heaven, like the gathering of heaven. But maybe you're here this morning and the truth is, you've struggled with people who don't look like you. And I don't need anybody to raise your hand and I don't need you to say, hey, that's, that's me. But you know because the Holy Spirit has already began to speak to you and you've struggled with people who don't look like you. Maybe it has something to do with where their background is, what their skin color is, what, what's going on. I just want you to receive the word of God today. And as you come to this place, listen, if that's you, I don't want you to tear yourself apart. But what I want you to do is I want you to come to the place and say, you know, God, I recognize that the truth is I haven't had healthy thoughts about this person or these people. And God, would you forgive me? God, would you forgive me? God, I, I don't, I don't want to be that way. I want to see them and I want to see a child of God. I want to see someone who's made in the image of God. I want to view them that way. Share your heart and talk to the Lord. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 11 and verse 25, it says this, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. I'm going to close with this story. Some years back, I was walking along the waterfront in Sacramento, and I was with a few friends, and we were walking, and we came across this guy, and he was wearing socks with flip-flops and shorts and a t-shirt. His hands were tucked inside his shirt like this, and he was pretty cold. It was a winter night. Me and my friends, we were dressed pretty warm, and we were walking along the front. He comes up to us, approaches us, and he's asking for some help, and automatically, I, I had this heart of compassion towards him, and so I wanted to give up my sweater, so I... I I took off my sweater and I, I gave it to him and and but the Holy Spirit was telling me something else the Holy Spirit was nudging me and, and 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 asking me to give up my shoes and all that I kept flashing through my head was remember what your parents told you like you know uh, keep your feet warm and you won't get sick keep your feet warm and you won't get sick keep your feet warm and you won't get sick and so he's there and I'm just thinking oh Let's pray for him right now. Would you guys join me? We're going to pray for this brother right now. We pray. So, so I just go off and I, and I start praying for him, just asking God's blessing. And, I'm, and, and as I'm doing that, and we finish Jesus' name, amen. And all I kept doing, I looked at my feet, and I looked at him. I looked at my feet, and I looked at him. And I looked at my feet, and I looked at him. And the Holy Spirit's saying, just do it. Just do it. And if you know how the blessing of God works, if you just trust him, you know he's going to hook you up with another pair of shoes. Right? I, I, I mean, probably you're probably going to come up on two pairs. I mean, you know God's got you, right? And I'm looking at my shoes and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at my shoes and I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh. 
I take off my shoes, I can wear his flip-flops with my socks, and I'm gonna walk back to my car, I'm gonna turn on my heater, and I'm gonna be just fine. He's gonna be out here all night. Looking at my feet, I'm looking at him, I'm looking at my feet, I'm looking at him. And I just start to walk away. I'm like, come on guys, we prayed for him. I gave him my sweater, let's, let's go. And we, and we walk away and the Holy Spirit's like, no, turn around, would you go back and, and do this? And you know when God is speaking to you, right? When you know you're supposed to do it. And I just kept walking. That night I'm checking the news. The next morning I'm checking the news. The next two days later I'm still checking the news. Because I'm wondering, man, I'm feeling so bad. Because I knew what I was supposed to do and yet I didn't do it. trust God with what he was asking of me. What kind of church will we be like? What is God asking of us? He gives us this vision of, of mosaic, these broken pieces coming together to make something beautiful. In a moment, we're going to take communion. And as we take communion, we're going to remember and reflect what Jesus did. His body was broken for us so that we can be in right standing with the Father. Listen. My God, my God, my God. You're so good. If you let him, God will do a wonderful thing. If you say that's just, this is just another thing, another sermon, another message, I, I want you to get this working of what God is doing. Here's my challenge for each and every one of us this morning. Just simply as simple as this, go out of your way and serve someone who doesn't look like you. And not only is this me, but this is also me praying for you this week, saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray God, that you would give them divine appointments, set them up with somebody, God. And would you do better than me and not walk away when you know there's something you're supposed to do. Let me pray for you and ushers if you can get communion ready. I'm going to pray for that as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your love and thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of us. Heavenly Father, we need you. We need you. God, sometimes, Lord, it, maybe because of the way we've been raised or the way we've been taught or what media has said is we've looked at others differently, Lord. And the truth is we shouldn't. The truth is we should see the beauty of creation, the beauty of your design, the beauty of your intention. God, it should unite us, not divide us, Lord. And I pray, God, that our hearts and minds will be open to what you have. Bring healing in our culture. Bring healing in our church. Would you strengthen us and refresh us, God? And would, be, and would we be a great reflection of your love and what you're doing? Heavenly Father, maybe there's someone here today and says, you know, the truth is I'm not even living right with God. I got to turn my life around. I got to get it right with me. And if that's you this morning, you say, you know what? I need Jesus to forgive me. I, I want to be right with him. And if that's you and nobody looking around, would you simply just put your hand up and then down? Thank you, I see your hands. Thank you, I see your hands. Anybody else? Thank you, I see your hands. Anybody else? 
three of us this morning, four of us, anybody else? Yes, thank you, thank you, I see your hand. Heavenly Father, would you forgive us? Forgive us for our sin, forgive us when we turned our back on you, forgive us, God, when we flat out just did the wrong thing. Jesus, we choose you and want you to be our Lord, want you to be the Savior of our life. And this morning, we are making a decision to committing to you, Lord. Forgive us for our sins, Lord, and would you be the Lord and Savior of our lives. And Father, in that same way as we're preparing for communion, we remember and reflect what you've done for us on that cross. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for sending your Son, Jesus, that we might be redeemed, that we can be in right standing and connect with the Father and have access to the Holy Spirit, Lord, and be able to walk this life out and honor you. God, I pray that our minds would be clear. The fogginess, the cloudiness would be gone. And we would see you and we would choose you above everything else. So we thank you, Lord, for your love. Bless this time in Jesus' name.